From the studios of Bruce Street Mafia, this is a Red Dog Fred production. Welcome back to the Logical Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Lodge. Today I have with me a very special guest, somebody that I haven't connected with, seen, or talked to. We just did the math in 20 years. 20 years. Richie Kretschmeyer. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. So I had a lot of people asking uh, what we were going to talk about. And um, you and I talked a little bit over Facebook Messenger, never in person, which I think is hilarious after 20 years that you've trusted me enough to just like show up to a random studio and (laughs) put on a headphone and start talking. But um, we talked a little bit. Um, The reason I wanted to have you on is because I've been following you on Facebook. And to be honest, and we talked about this b- before we went on live on air, um, it wasn't the same guy I remember 20 years ago. Something different has changed about you. Yes. Something definitely has. Yes. I'd yeah. love to talk to you about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So what's up, man? What, what, what is with all these Jesus posts that you keep putting on Facebook, man? Oh, I know. I just love Jesus with my everything, man. What does that mean to you? Oh, what does it not mean? It means everything. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I don't want uh, to scare away the viewership with, oh, Jesus, I'm just going to tune out. Right. I want people to know that I'm going to be real with them. I thought all this was bullshit for like the longest time. Yeah. You know, I just didn't buy into it. Yeah, me too. At all. Yeah. You know, so this is me wanting to give you a breakdown by humbling myself and just letting you know, like, if you're in a situation to where you're just like, man, I don't believe any of that. I was there a hundred percent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and let me tell you about how that changed. And I can't make that change for you, but I can at least share my story. Take with it what you will. Yeah. So, so that, you know? that's the thing. That's the thing, man. It's like you hear these and what you're, what you're talking about, like, let's use, we're talking about vocabulary right before we went live and how it's difficult for us to kind of communicate sometimes uh, societally, especially in these types of conversation. And uh, the, the, the word that comes to mind is testimonial. And I've heard growing yeah. up as a preacher's kid, uh, I've heard hundreds, no exaggeration, of testimonials. And nothing against any of those people's beautiful journey, but... In my own journey at that moment in time, I thought it was stupid. I could see no value. I could find no value in this person talking about their personal journey. Well, let me give you a perspective on that, though. So let's say you just don't believe it. That was me then. But let's, uh, let's, let's just yeah, make yeah, you yeah. the unbeliever yeah. in this impromptu, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. I was, most definitely then. I didn't know it, but I was. Yeah, for let sure. Let me give you two scenarios. You're the unbeliever. I can either present you. With scripture, just straight scripture. Right. Or I can present you with a testimonial, which scratch the word testimonial if that scares you away. Yeah, your story, just Just like you. Let me tell you my story about how I was literally sick beyond means and how I instantly got better. Within within a second. Within a second. Within a second. So, yes. If I tell you that story, right. 
you don't have to go off of, well, that's what somebody wrote, man wrote 2,000 years ago and yeah. blah, blah, blah. That's me coming to you and saying, Jonathan, yeah. you know, if, if you have any ounce of respect for me and that I wouldn't lie to you, I'm telling you, this really happened. Right. This is my experience. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. Th this is right. Matthew right. looking at you in the eye and saying, let me tell you about Jesus because we hung out. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So th yeah, yeah. That's why I think testimonials are so powerful to help explain to someone Jesus. Yeah. Compared to, you know, I'm so bad at memorizing scripture, but John 3.16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? Yeah, John's love of the world, or God's love of the world, he gave his only son, right? Yeah, yeah that one. Right. So you can say that to someone but what does that mean to them i think it helps you know? if you put it on a billboard just randomly just the words john 316 it's like i gotta look this up while i'm driving down the interstate <laughs> like man no i yeah no i understand what you mean and and I, I, of course i'm i'm no pun intended playing devil's advocate here because i we've talked about this i had a similar experience where it was you're sick beyond belief it's hard to articulate the sickness it's hard to understand just how sick you are. You just want not even relief. Just you want done to be done. No, oh, I can articulate it, and it's deep. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, uh, I mean, if you want to hear a little bit about my testimony. I haven't talked to you in 20 years, brother. Well, here's the break. I don't know. I just started seeing your crap on I Facebook, and I'm like, who is, what is this guy? All right, so we're, this guy? we're what? We're 18-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, yeah. You know, and that's not we weren't best friends or anything, no, no, no. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew of each yeah, other. Of course, we did. Right? Pl we did plays and thespians, and yeah, yeah. we were interacting in the same clubs and the same circles, and Definitely. yeah, and yo yo you know. together. Shout out Zeb Young, Zeb, you watching? What's, What's up? up? <laughs> I forgot my yo yo. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he forgot his yo yo. <laughs> Maybe he'll have me back. I'll yo yo yeah. for you. <laughs> just, just, just a special yo yo. Yeah, yes, please. <laughs> Dude, I could talk about yo yos for hours. <laughs> Set aside about six hours for yeah, that one. Okay. For that one, right. No. Yeah, we're just giving the Jesus the hour. Yeah, yeah, six yeah, hours yeah, yeah, for yeah. yo yo. <laughs> so, so I haven't seen you in twenty years. I start, I started seeing this. So, so what is what, what happened with you? in particular, that you, for whatever reason, threw caution into the wind, went completely against our culture, went completely against um, contemporary uh, Christianity and culture that yeah. I see. You talk about the man, mm -hmm. the Logos, the second Godhead of the Trinity, yeah. the man who created the heavens and the stars. You call him by name on Facebook. It's not Gaia, it's not Mother Earth, it's not God, it's not the thing that's out there. You call him Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. And that, to me, in 2023, now, maybe 20 years ago when we were palling around, would that have been pretty normal, I guess. But It's 20, a bad word nowadays. It's a bad word nowadays. Yeah. And you're just out there on Facebook. Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, this, this guy that, I again, I just did not see this, expect to see this. And then you just kept on. Well, let me tell you about it. Yeah. Um, went to college. Yep. And dabbled with drugs. Yep. Uh, namely, marijuana. Absolutely that loved was your... it. I fell in love. That was filling that hole for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't anything else. Mary yep. Jane was my girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. And uh, 
Well, come to find out, there's some individuals out there that are biologically predisposed to where they will get drug-induced mania oh, yeah. Yeah, from yeah. something as simple as THC. That's a very real Probably thing. Probably the Reefer Madness movie Yeah, yeah. because yeah. of people like me. Oh, really? Because we go absolutely nuts, and it's not instant. Right, okay. I smoked weed probably for two years, every single day, all day, uh-huh. there in college. Uh-huh. And then the mania happened. Okay. And, man, I don't even know how to explain to you what a manic episode is, but I'll try. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You know the story, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, Dr. Jekyll was me before I just lost it. Right? Yeah. And when Mr. Hyde takes over, that's the beginning of the manic episode. Mm-hmm. And what he does is he ties up Dr. Jekyll, puts him in the backseat of the car, pries his eyes open, and he takes the wheel. Yeah. And so literally you are watching your own body just completely wreck and destroy Everything around you. Yeah. Everybody you love, everything you've worked towards, whatever it may be, Mr. Hyde don't care. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How long would something like that last? Would an episode Uh, like that last? I think the, and and let me also say, delusions of grandeur. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've heard that concept. Of course, yeah. Delusions of grandeur is you completely think you're somebody else. I mean, 100%. So... The most difficult thing, and you know how you were talking about, well, there's just certain things about our personal journey that, you know, are just kind of hard to open up with people. Sure. Well, this is the hardest part of it. And, I mean, I love Jesus with my everything, so I'm not going to hide anything. It's somebody out there can gain from it. So he can gain. And so my manic episodes were religious. And I wasn't a Christian. I wasn't a Christian until two years ago. Mm-hmm. And so the first one, I thought it was the Antichrist. Imagine just waking up tomorrow and just thinking you're the Antichrist. <laughs> like you are just dead sure of it. Yeah. And I was in college at the time. Uh, my heart goes out to uh, the people I went to college with. You know who you are. Yeah. Um, and, and they just witnessed it, man. And you like, wrecked I, their lives at the time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I called a bunch of charges. Uh, yeah. Assault and battery on a police officer, theft, uh, public intoxication, all kinds of stuff. And, I mean, you knew me in high school. Yeah. That, that Would you have pegged any of no, that? No, 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 no. Not no, at all. No, 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 no. No. And, uh, you know, luckily I got a year's worth of probation. Yeah. So that went away. And you would think, okay, well. You learned you know, a lesson. You went to the doctor, right? Yeah. yeah. And they put you on meds and things are better, right? Right. Now, <laughs> I did not learn my lesson. I loved weed so much that I just went right back to it. Mm-hmm. And so my second episode, who did I think I was? Take a guess. Jesus. Jesus Christ himself, man. The Messiah effect. No, no. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Emptied my bank account, took like maybe 1200 bucks. Uh-huh. went to Nashville, talked to homeless people, convinced homeless people I was Jesus, got together about 12 disciples. What in the crap? Yeah, definitely. What? Yeah, and uh, I mean... You drove to Nashville uh-huh. with $1,200 yeah. and sought out 12 homeless people for disciples. I'm sorry, continue. Yeah. That's... 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Completely I'm, bonkers. I'm, yeah. Remember, I'm this is no. Mr. Hyde. This no, isn't yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Jekyll. But I mean, this is all like all also like you're this is like you're thinking this through. Mr. Hyde is, so to speak. Yeah. Your brain is like, like this is what we're doing. Imagine that there's a switch. I so gotcha. sometimes that switch is you're experiencing Mr. Hyde and you buy into it. Like, I am Mr. Hyde. I am Jesus. And then at certain points, you'll switch back and you'll be like, oh, dear God, I am not Jesus. What is going on? This is freaking me out. But when you switch back, well, Mr. Hyde's still in control of your so body, your thoughts, you and actions. What did you do? I want to know more about this, like you going to Nashville and finding twelve homeless people. Like, yeah. What, what what happened? Like like you can't just drop that in conversation and move to the next point. Well, I asked them. I was like, you know, what do you guys want to do? So, what do you think twelve homeless people wanted to do? Drugs. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we got twelve hundred dollars worth of drugs. Very very hard drugs. And I bought us a super good hotel. And uh, we just went to the hotel room, ordered some pizzas, did a bunch of drugs. Them guys hadn't had showers in days, so they all just took turns going, taking showers, getting cleaned up. I had taken two trash bags and filled them with all my clothes and threw them in the car. So I had two bags of clothes. They all got brand new clothes. I mean, you know, homeless people walking around. You remember me back what? in the day, Slipknot yeah, shirts yeah, and all dude, that kind yeah, of good dude. stuff, band Jinko shirts. jeans. And, yeah. Man, I have the freshest pair of Jinko yeah, shorts dude. that somebody out there is rocking right now. And, uh, and the cops came. And uh, Why did the cops come? Well, the cops come because uh, there's twelve homeless. There's dudes you know thirteen a, of us. Oh yeah, you know? thirteen. Of yeah, yeah, twelve and, homeless uh, dudes and Richie. And a, <laughs> exactly, and I, I'm pretty sure my parents put out uh, like a Amber Alert or some kind of shit like that. APV. Or yeah, something. exactly. Yeah. Someone tagged my plates, and you know they found us. So the cops come in, and they're just uh, luckily the homeless people hit the drugs really quick, yeah. so we were good there. Yeah, and uh, the cops asked them, you know, what's going on here? And so they go on to proceed to tell them, well, you know, we're hanging out with Jesus Christ, you know? And they're like, well, tell me a little bit about that. Like, what's going on here? Well, yeah, he bought us food, gave us brand new clothes. We all got cleaned up over here. We got shelter, blah, blah, blah. And so the cops were just like, yeah, this guy's crazy, but he's not breaking any laws. He's actually just Chilling. actually doing something pretty cool for these people, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I didn't catch any charges on that one. And they took me. I went back to the mental institution and, uh, you know, got on some meds, got back to normal baseline. And I think right around that time, a couple of years later, I met my wife. And God bless her. She's such a godsend because she gave me the ultimatum. She was like, it's me or the drugs. You pick. Yeah. And, I mean, I finally love something more than marijuana and that was my wife yeah yeah, awesome and we're still together to this day yeah and uh so you went to a mental institution after being jesus christ in nash in a nashville hotel room and after the antichrist and uh also after the antichrist you went to a mental institution yeah then they checked you in then they gave you a bunch of drugs exactly like you're good to go yeah and then you quit doing those drugs, went back to a different drug and became Jesus. 
ended up in a hotel. Oh, same room. drug, marijuana, right, THC. Right, right, right. Yeah. But I'm saying a different drug than the ones you left the clinic or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm done with these pills that the doctors gave me, I'm sure. I'm going to go back to I might have still kept taking them. I can't remember, but it didn't matter Regardless, because I just started were, yeah. pumping the THC back yeah, into my yeah. system, you know? Wow. Yeah. So it is so crazy that you bring this up. I'm listening. Because I recently did, we were talking about, I recently did a podcast before you came on with Black Owl, mm-hmm. um, hemp company, um, and... I actually, we were talking about this. Um, there is a, they, they don't really know the percentage. They don't have a, you know, because marijuana is illegal. Mm-hmm. But we all have an endocannabinoid system in our bodies, right? That this, these and cannabinoids are in lettuce and tomatoes and in all sorts of plants, right? But for whatever reason, there is a percentage of people that it will induce psychosomatic behavior. No, just completely gone. I can't even begin to tell you what a manic episode feels like. It feels like all the drugs, taken at once, all the good ones, so to say. Yeah. And uh, not tired, you're just alert. Um, you know, you can read people's minds pretty much. Um, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, but it's just, uh, you're like, you're on cloud nine, just mm-hmm. 100%. And uh, it feels great. And it's so horrible to feel so great and absolutely destroy everyone around you. And then once that experience is over, the misery, you're there just having to try to pick up the pieces mm-hmm. and having to try to explain to these people, the whole Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing, but how hard, I, I wonder how hard is it for the other person to accept that you're telling them that wasn't me, you know? Yeah. Cause it was me. Because it was you. You know what I mean? And you are accountable for your actions. Exactly. And you definitely did do those things 100%. Yeah. And I mean, maybe, okay, give me the, the first time or two, maybe, because I didn't understand the whole drug-induced mania and all that. Right. Uh, but from where we just left off that story in college, right? met my wife, right? stayed clean for 10, 11 years. Had two beautiful children. What do you mean by clean? What does that mean to you? I didn't do any drugs. Like, so at just all. legal, legal. Yeah, we're talking coffee and uh, nicotine. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I got you. You know, yeah, maybe yeah. some alcohol, but I was never much a drinker, to be yeah. honest with That's you. That's my yeah. kryptonite is, yeah, that the booze. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That uh, 10 year period had kids, boy and a girl, twins, 13. Shout out to them because they'll nice. watch this nice. and be like, what the fuck, Dad? <laughs> you know? Oh, no. <laughs> Kids, okay, if you're man. hearing any of this, your dad's awesome for sharing all of this and no. putting it all out there They've and being open. They've seen my crazy, though. Yeah. And I say that because after that 10-year period, yeah, I'd say maybe three or four years ago, that's when life was just at its most stressful for me, you know? I mean, I was telling you, I was in a job. Uh, that was not Payday, good. title loan business. Just doing it to make ends meet and taking advantage of the worst. Taking advantage yeah. of everybody, yeah. man. The worst I mean the worst case. The you the people that are in need the most, struggling the most. I was so good at it yeah. that they would come in and thank me. They would smile. I would get hugs. People told me I love you. For taking 25, 35% exactly. of their money or whatever the legal exactly. ceiling was at the time. And also being able to sell the loan in a way of 
you know, this is going to better check you. Check this out. Yeah, this you know, is going to make you. Yeah. And, and they love the experience so much that they do tell their friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And next thing you know, oh my gosh, I'm Matthew dude. the tax collector. Yeah, 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 yeah. But except they hated him, they loved me. That's how good I was yeah. at it. Yeah. You know? And that was just I'd suppressed so much and it was just killing me on the inside. So you, you know? knew what you were doing was wrong. You didn't have to have anyone explain this to you. As soon as I jumped into the business, your... I knew like I had that I can manipulate. This is wrong. Yeah. Like this is wrong, but I can my kids and yeah, my yeah, wife, yeah. they need to eat. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Maybe it's not wrong. Maybe it's I, not that wrong. I had other Maybe people it's not come that in wrong. And they were like, Yeah. Look, you gotta listen. They can't get a loan yeah, at the bank. They can't on, get man. a loan here. Dude, this is They're friends and family. And blah, There's blah, blah. no, it's just if they don't get this money, Richard. Yeah. Yeah. They're just not going to be able to eat tonight. You're doing them a service. Yeah, yeah. And once I bought into bought that, that. Yeah, yeah. I took all the other crap and just buried that inside and I rolled with it. So I didn't know how much of a monster I was for those 7 years. I literally thought I was helping people. The liar was lying to himself. Yeah. Does that make sense? Of course it does. Oh, yeah. 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 And so it eventually got to me. Like I was working 6 days a week pretty much having to drive around to other stores, teach other people how to become the monster that yeah. I was yeah. because I was so good. Yeah. So not only did I screw our town, yeah. I screwed multiple towns. Yeah, yeah. You know? Right. And it, it just, it got to me, man. Like so bad that I was like, I got to start doing some drugs again. Something yeah. to fill that hole. Right. But I don't want to go crazy again. So I started doing some research and whatnot. And like I was telling you earlier before we started this, that uh, hemp, CBD, the big craze, it came right, out, right? And right. I was like, was right at that time. You know, maybe that's the answer. Yeah. You know, I, I can't envision CBD being something that's going to throw me over the edge and drive me crazy. <laughs> you know, just stay away from the THC, right? Yeah, right, right. So I dabbled my toes into CBD. Yeah. And it was a gateway drug to get yeah. into THC, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. It'd be like me having a non-alcoholic beer. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh, that was pretty good. You know, have about a, 10, go pick up a, you know, 12-pack yeah. and drink 10 of them, you know. It turned yeah. into actually getting the hemp. And then as we were saying, due to the farm bill, there's a loophole where right, the THCA, you can get THCA yeah. that has a low percentage of Delta 9. But right. what nobody's really talking about is you the, light THCA on fire and it becomes Delta 9. Right. It's decarboxylizing. Yeah. Yeah. And this was, I don't know, four or five years ago before it's big. Like it's yeah, yeah, getting yeah. bigger right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was in its infancy. Yeah, yeah. And I was having it mailed to my house left and right, you know, oh just gosh. like crazy, yeah. just ounces yeah. of this stuff and telling my wife, like, it's just CBD, honey, you know, yeah. and just lying to my whole family about it. Yeah. And uh, like I said, whenever I do it, I can do it for a while before it catches up to me. And it didn't really catch up to me until Delta 8 hit. It just hit the scene. And Delta 8, you want to tell people what Delta 8 right, is real yeah, brief? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I so mean, it's, if, it's, if you don't know, it is bathtub gym. maybe <laughs> a, a weaker version of Delta 9. Yeah. It's legal. They take CBD isolate. They mix a bunch of chemicals with it. It turns into Delta 8. 
you got to hope and pray that they take out the chemicals and you have a pure substance of yeah. Delta eight. And you really think they're doing that when you go down to, you know, shell station to go pick up your dose of Delta eight. And, yeah. you know, it's just, it's, it's horrific. We, we were just dose of Delta eight. In, in such an infancy. And you put it in such like clear terms, go down to the shell station and pick up my Delta eight. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. really. That's yeah. what people are doing. Unless, yeah. You do research. I did my research. Mm -hmm. I was online. I literally took that little bit of time that I would have had with my family, and I just researched this stuff. Mm -hmm. THCA, Delta 8. I went so deep down that rabbit hole. Right. Just because I fell back in love with Mary Jane. Right. You know? Right. I mean, I totally screwed my family over. Totally. Yeah. I didn't even realize I was doing it. Yeah. It's living for me. Just trying to fill that hole again. Right. And, yeah, I mean, I was probably doing, I don't know, close to 1,000 milligrams a day of pure Delta-8, and that was a lot. Golly! Yeah. And finally, how were you, dang. Yeah, I'd start off by just eating a bunch of it in the morning, and then I would just vape on it throughout the day and whatnot. Uh -huh. And, uh, I don't know, man, I was able to... Uh, Somebody described it once as, what's Delta 8? And it's like, it's like Delta 9, but you can still do math. <laughs> like Does that Delta make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I was yeah. able to do my job still. I was yeah. able to do math, continue to rip off the community right. and whatnot. And that just finally drove me to one night. It's my wife and I's anniversary. We went to Patty's. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. The pork chops and the exactly. the pork chops. <laughs> it was a couple of years ago, and uh, you know we had a, a really, really nice dinner. We went home, and I remember uh, Borat Two had just come out. Oh, jeez. And I was like, man, let's watch Borat Two on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. She's such a good wife. What kind of wife would actually say <laughs> yes? Yeah. You know, I, I do understand that. You know, we we've been married these. You know. 14 years, uh, I couldn't think of a better way of really celebrating by watching Our Borat anniversary. I watched yeah, exactly. Baron Cohen. Yeah, like so we did, but before we did, snuck away for a second, and I had a 2,000 milligrams of pure Delta-8, and I was like, screw it, I'm just going to take it all. So I took it all. We watched the movie, and I remember laughing so loud, so loud. Like, it was so funny. I've not went back to watch the movie. It could have sucked. But yeah. <laughs> it was just so funny. And woke up the next day, and it was still, everything was just so funny. I was right back in that manic state. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Bad. And uh, you know, Did I, you know at the moment, like, when you woke up the next day, did you know, like, that this? No, like, I didn't know it was the manic state. I just knew, man, life feels amazing. Yeah. You know? I got you. I mean, I... All that stuff that you would be like, well, didn't you pull from your past and learn from your... No, no. Mr. Hyde was there. Like, I yeah. was already locked up in the back seat, just having to watch this just, stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man. Went back to the mental uh, hospital here in Paris, third floor or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they put me on some drugs, calmed me down, ended up going back to work. And I remember one of my fellow employees... Donna, she saw me hurt, and she was like, you know, Richard, uh, do you want to, you know, come to know Jesus? Because I, I can help you with that. And I was like, you know, 
everything fucking sucks right now. Yeah, whatever. Let's give this a shot. What do we do? And she went through the, what are they called? The sinner's prayer or Lord? You know what I'm talking about? The one where uh, it's not necessarily scripture, so to say. Okay. But it's just basically acknowledging that you're a sinner and okay. trying yeah, yeah, to ask Christ yeah. into your life. Yeah. And uh, So I went through those steps. And I did not feel some instantaneous, wow, everything's better. Thank yeah. you so much. Wow, this works. I just knew, yeah. like, okay, well, I you did know, that I did thing. that. And, you know, maybe Next I'm a thing. Christian now. And uh, <laughs> Maybe I'm a Christian now. Like let's that. just see how it goes, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, let's try this on. Yeah. Take her for a whirl, see how exactly. it goes. Yeah. Because what I'm doing right now isn't working. It wasn't working. I had to try something. Yeah. I'm not trying to laugh at your yeah. misery, but I, the way the way you're phrasing Please it, do. like it's like, like I'm gonna try that. Maybe I'm a Christian now. Let's try this on. Yeah, yeah. Because it didn't. There's no change. There no, was. Yeah. No, no yeah. change at all. I mean, I halfway believed in my mind, but I did not believe in my heart. I did not believe in my soul, and I did not believe with all my strength by any means at all, mm-hmm. at all. But I stuck with it. You know. I mean, I, I kept them on my mind. I started doing some research and whatnot didn't have that personal relationship and that's because I didn't know Jesus you know I, I hadn't accepted Jesus all I'd done is just said some words mm-hmm. you know you might as well just throw me in the whole baptism thing pulled me up and said we're done we're good to go we're done we're good we're good forever that's not that's it. it that's it that's yeah, not yeah. it at all yeah, man that's not it at all it, it just it got worse man I mean it wasn't uh it was October of 2020. Oh, 2020 was quite a year for everyone. Let me tell you about mine. What happened there? I forget. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anyways, continue. So that's what happened in 2020. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, all previous October 2020, I was just high as a kite. You would have seen me, and you wouldn't even think 2020 was happening at all. Yeah. You know? So uh, we made it through the first thing. I tried to accept Christ in November, and... Uh, voted for Kanye while I was at it because I was so out nice, of my mind dude. that I was like, you know, just a big middle finger to both the political <laughs> yeah, sides. And, I don't know. You know. That's, that sounds like of all the things that you've done, that sounds the most sane thing that you voted for Kanye. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to you, Kanye. Thanks yeah, what for, up, Yeezy? Thanks for fucking me with what you yeah. did a few months ago. Yeah, yeah. what up? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yo, hey, yo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it had nothing to do with me. I don't even know what platform he stood with, but that's besides the point. Right. Yeah. Things got even hairier come January. I ended up not having a manic episode in January of 2021, but my first depressive episode. I didn't know what depression was before <laughs> at all. I mean, you hear people yeah, talk about it, and you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'm depressed. I don't know what and, mania is, but I can tell you what depression is. Yeah, and yeah. what I thought my pre- preconceived notion prior to that was, oh, you're really sad. Yeah. Like, I feel so bad. I had nothing but sympathy, but not empathy because I hadn't been there. Of course, yeah. Once I got there, man, if someone says they're depressed... Yeah, Take that shit seriously. Pump the brakes. Serious. Ser- it is serious. Serious. It is, yes. Yes. Like I can't even express that. Yes. Yes. For me, t- when seriously. I verbally admitted it, I was already so far gone. When I could even verbally admit, like that, I was depressed. I was. I was gone. There was no bringing me back home at that point in time. 
So take it serious when someone says that they're depressed because a lot of times if they're saying it, like that is that might be the last thing. Yeah. That might be the very last thing that that person says because yeah. they don't know how to say it. Exactly. They don't know how. Like you said, you've never you never experienced it, so you don't know how to, you didn't know how to articulate. You didn't know what was going on. Yeah. It'd be like me waking up and having a manic episode tomorrow. Yeah. I'd be like, what is going? And, and I'm sitting there in the back seat, like you said. Yeah. And just watching my body autonomously do these things that I don't want to do. Yeah. It's nuts. It's nuts. But depression is the worst is the, of ways. Yeah. Depression you know? is, is, is for me, I completely can relate to that. And that, that's been my, that was my whole thing. Yeah. And, and has been, you know, so I, I get it. Yeah. Well, it sucked to put it lightly. I mean, I got to a point where I'd still go to my job and whatnot, but I mean, I couldn't even count the money and I was just like, I couldn't. It just felt like the level of anxiety was so bad. The hopelessness. Yeah. The, you know, (laughs) I had so many problems that uh, it just, I don't even know where to start, you know? And uh, I remember I finally just kind of broke down and one of my coworkers, uh, you know, God bless her. I just said, you know, uh, you know, drive me to the hospital, you know? Because I just, I couldn't handle it, you know? I mean, I didn't want to kill myself, but I didn't want to exist. I found myself yes, praying to... Yes, yes, yeah. We were touching on this touching before. what we were saying yeah, about, yeah, you know? Yeah, before this started. My darkness. Was, yeah, that, that is a very good way to put that. Is, it's not that you want to die or that you want to kill yourself, but yeah. that you just know you want to cease to exist. Exactly. And that is, I think, way darker. Because, you know, when if you want to, you know, a lot of times, like, and, and suicide is, is, is obviously very difficult for everyone that it affects. Um, but, and it affects people differently, and, and people do it for different reasons. But it, it's almost a crime of passion in a sense. But what we're talking about, the ceasing to exist, that type of, yeah, suicide is so much darker than you walk in on your wife, you know, having an affair and you go crazy and put a gun to your head, you know, in a, in a moment of passion. Mm-hmm. But that that moment of desperation, when you get to that point where you're just like, there is nothing else. There's nothing. Yeah. I have nothing to give. I have nothing I can take. I am nothing. And I want to just cease to exist. How to, to, How can I make that happen and not hurt anybody? And have my kids be fine, have my wife be fine, have my mom and dad be fine. How can I cease to exist? Exactly. I mean, and I what found a, myself and what just, a crazy place to be. Yeah. What a desperate place to be. Yeah. I mean, I uh, took three months, maybe four months of FMLA and just literally laid in my bed. And my wife was there. She took care of me, but... I just didn't want to exist. I mean, I was praying to a God that I was pretty sure existed, but I wasn't 100%. I was like, please, exactly like just you said. Anything. I want to cease to exist. Yeah. Please take care of my family. Just do this. You know? Do this and for me, please. I don't don't remember blaming him ever, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah, of course not. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. you know, I, and, and I, I know people episodes, that blame you him. You know yourself. I wasn't blaming him. Of course, of you course. Know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I... I stuck with them. I had a lot of people praying for me, a lot of people just trying to give me fixes. The went through a Russian roulette of pills from the doctor. I'm Some sure. of it made it even I'm worse. Sure. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then guess what? Yeah. 
I got out of the depression and I went right back to work and I went right back to the THC usage. Right back. Right back. I mean, yeah. I would say why, but I understand May of 2021, right back to it. Yeah. And so we made it through May at work and then June and then July. Come July, uh, because I, at this point, had upped my game and was using really high THCHA flour, which basically, let's just call it medical marijuana for what it is. And I was just using it all day, all day. I mean, I get stoned as all get out, go to work, come back on lunch, get stoned as all get out, go to work, come back, get stoned all night. Lied to my wife, told her, hey, you know, it's just that hemp flour, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she was my biggest advocate against it. She just kept telling me, like, you know. This isn't you. Don't, don't, don't play around with this stuff. Yeah. How she's still stuck with me through (laughs) all of this. She sounds stubborn. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Man. I got to meet her, man. Yeah. (laughs) She sounds awesome. (laughs) Yeah, she's amazing. So, so July 2021. So, July 2021. You're medical medical marijuana yeah like crazy i lost it dude i remember going to work and uh, a manic episode started i remember looking at the sun on my way into work and i just watched it go from this down to this and disappeared and i thought i did it i was like well that is the coolest magic trick ever let me tell someone so so i had a fellow employee outside and i'm like watch this and obviously the sun didn't disappear for them, but it disappeared for me. That should have been sign number one. Boom, we're right back into a manic episode. But it wasn't, so I just kept. What did they say? I mean, what do your employees that- say? It's just an awkward conversation, and they're like, oh, "Okay, yeah, good luck, Richard." Nah, well, I mean, the lady I showed it to was the one that tried bringing me to okay. Christ already. So, um, I, I think that. Uh, and she already knew about my past because I just overshare. Yeah. Like, obviously, <laughs> this is probably a huge overshare. But, you know, whatever, man. I want whatever, somebody man. to be I aware. Too. Who gives a crap? Yeah. yeah. I want someone to be aware if you're going through it. You're not alone. Yeah, that's like, right. Not by any means. No. No. But, yeah. uh, but, but you yeah. feel it when you're going through it. You definitely do. I There was not a soul that could help me. Mm. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I was done. Done, done, too. done, done, done. Yeah. Yep. And I, I'd been, you know, I've been in parts of my life where, you know, it's hard, it's a struggle or you want to give up or yada, 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 or it's not going right. But this is very different. This is a very different relinquishing of, of command over yourself, I guess. Just like I'm done. I'm <laughs> checked out. I'm checking out one way or the other. Well, that's what I did right there after the sun thing. I had checked out. I, uh, Texted my boss, told him to eat shit, and just <laughs> basically started walking around Paris, man. And uh, oh I just, uh, I remember Steak and Shake. There's some kind of tree in front of there, and I was just doing stupid shit. Like, I grabbed some seeds off that tree. God knows what they were. I just chewed them up, ate them, started tripping out. And I don't know if, you know, those seeds in front of Steak and Shake 
I'm not telling you they're going to make you trip out, <laughs> yeah, please but I'm don't. telling you don't eat those seats. <laughs> don't eat because seat. after I took to those, our listeners, man, please do not. I will be driving my steak and shake tonight. I'm just going to let you know. Will. I'm going to. I'm a dendrologist. Uh, I'm an amateur dendrologist. I'm going well, to. Once you it. find out what those are, you I'll, let me know. I'm going to let okay? you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, yeah dude. Might be onto something for <laughs> your your little Bonnaroo party <laughs> yeah, you got that's coming. Right, that's right. You know? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just totally lost it. You know, and uh, you know, again, God bless my wife. I went home. I probably said some absolutely terrible things to her, hateful things, uh, and just... And did you tell her you quit your job? Well, I didn't quit my job. I just told my boss to eat shit. Oh, I got you. I got you. Oh, <laughs> you. They're like, you're too good. We're not going to fire you. You're they good probably at, wouldn't have, to be quite honest Yeah, you're with good you. at getting people's money. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, I did get my job back after that, but... Um, back to the story. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Tripping out on these just, seeds. When you say these things like that, you're walking episode. in front of taking Jake picking seeds off a tree. I just want to like time out. Let's just <laughs> let's just take a time out because that's a very yeah. unique experience to oh, say the least. Like, it was. And you're just very nonchalant. I was in front of Steak and Shake, you know, left payday loan. Oh, and, no, dude. It, it <laughs> started was eating weird. random seeds off a tree and tripping out. And, oh, man. I mean, just talking to you about it brings other thoughts of what happened on that trip back in my mind. But So you go home. Yeah, go home, end up, you know, just going off on her. I think we went to my parents' house, went off on them, uh, just really hurt the people around me, yeah. you know? And before I go deeper with this, I just want to say that what they saw and uh, what kind of made accepting Christ probably so hard is that all these mental illnesses and all these pains were wrapped around religious manic episodes that how do you really come to Christ when you've went through all these experiences? Do you take it as like, man, if there is a God, why did he put you through all that? Wouldn't there have been an easier road to get you there? Mm-hmm. You know, or and is this another manic episode Richie's having? Exactly. You know. Yeah. So you is have this to something deal we have with to put too. up with for however long because yeah. we've seen him go down this path before. Exactly. We saw this in you know college and, so, and this and there and there. Yeah. And you, you know, can, when they I can point, especially your parents like, and your wife, look, they can I've actually come yeah, to right, Christ. Right. Right. Well, do they actually believe me no. or not? No. You know what I mean. Mine did not. Yeah. I did not. Exactly. None of them did. Nobody did. Exactly. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I was the only one that did. Yeah. But I don't blame them. Of course not. I don't blame them either. Of course not. Yeah. You, you do you? the same thing over and over, and you're this patterned habitual offender. And then you pull this thing, the God card. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. Yeah. They're like, oh, so, so you're not Jesus now? But you've accepted Jesus, or what's going on here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Mine was a, we'll see. Right back yeah. into the story. Did all that craziness. Went back home. Uh, just watching TV. It's probably midnight. My wife's got to work the next day. She finally is just like, I'm checking out. Just do your thing. I'm watching TV. The TV, during manic episodes, the TV talks to me. It would literally be, if I was the TV... Jonathan, how's it going? And like you're by just name? Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. By name. Talking to you directly. You talk back to it. The things that you say to the TV, they respond to one on one eye contact. I can't tell you what that's like, but it's it's trippy for sure, to say the least. You know, I, I've done Ooh. a lot of trippy drugs, but ain't none of them really done that. That, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. No, I've never 
Yeah. Had that experience. Yeah, that's a very. So I had that experience. So when you're, I, I know, it's just, I know, but you just, you, you gloss over this. And I know, I know Wait, because I, you've, I you've like had an, this conversation, I, I'm sure. Your podcasts are like an hour, man. I could go I, 10 no, hours. I know, no, 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 no. It's just that the things that you are saying are, I mean, just to gloss over the fact that you had a conversation with your TV. Yeah. It's just, Okay. I'm just it's a that's a that's a very stunning thing. I've never had a conversation with my TV before. So in your mind is mm-hmm. what I'm curious about. Like as this is happening, this is just reality. This is just mm-hmm. normal tying your shoes. Yeah. Talking to the TV and it talking back. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Now granted those manic episodes, they normally last 5 to 7 days or so and then it's just back to normal. You don't go back to watching the TV and it's like, hello, Richard, uh, today's weather is 67 degrees, you yeah, know? Yeah, But it was like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't know, but yeah. So I'm watching I know that. what you're saying. <laughs> I hear and, the words. <laughs> uh, let's just call it God TV because it just literally, like, I was just being programmed with all these crazy things that uh, just kind of told me, you know, hey, there's this big war coming between good and evil and blah, blah, blah. And I just got all fired up and I was like, all right. And I went outside at like three in the morning and literally walked from where I live out to the lake, which is a seven mile walk in the dark down highway 79, got all the way down there to the lake. The sun hadn't come up just yet. Got in the water, just started swimming and whatnot. And I remember at that point, it was just, I don't even know how to explain this to you for you to believe me, but this really happened. I'm in the water. I'm swimming. I go underwater. I just start gulping water like crazy. Like, imagine you're trying to drown yourself, you know? Yeah. But I didn't drown, obviously. Water. But just swallowing yeah. water. Yeah. Just swallowing water over and over and over again. Yeah. And then I come up, and I literally saw... As the sun was coming up, the entire sky opened up and visual hallucination of three separate things. And the first one was creation, seeing basically the creation of the entire universe from the beginning. The second one was hell. The third one was, let's just call it heaven. Mm-hmm. And I won't really go into deep as to what I saw through those three it things. Matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The reason it doesn't matter is because it's that was experience. a mental illness. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that wasn't some act of God showing me those three right. things. If I told you what went on with those right. three things, it wasn't real. That yeah. wasn't some kind of divine thing. But what it was really was a kick in the pants, man. Yeah. Because at that point, I just went from crazy to Looney Tunes. Just absolutely bonkers insane. Just started walking back to my house and going down 79. I just, you seen the new Joker movie? The yeah. the one with, with Joaquin uh, Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I was smiling, walking down the center of the wrong side of the road down 79 with a semi coming my way with a smile on my face. Yeah. Like, think uh, the uh, the dude from Sons of Manarchy just rides yeah, his bike yeah. right into it. You know what I mean? And that semi-swerved just in time. Like, I felt... Whew. Yeah. 
and right behind him was a cop car. The cops, they didn't know what the hell was going on with me. Right. I had a yo-yo with me, though. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you make it? Right? <laughs> no, 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 don't you insult me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they, they quickly found out that I was insane. Yeah. Uh, I think they reached out to my wife. My wife, she was like, you know, what can you do? Because he doesn't need to come back here. Yeah. He's not in a good state. Yeah. And they were like, I don't know. I mean, I guess we can charge him with so-and-so, like disturbing the peace or something. Bring him in, see if we can get him into a hospital. And that's luckily, that's what panned out. Yeah. They got me in to Paris wasn't open. So there was one in near Memphis called okay. Lakeside Beha- Behavioral Health. Okay. Absolutely awesome. If yeah. you're listening to this and you ever lose your shit, go there. You <laughs> go, that's the place. Yeah, I got That you. is the place. So I go there and man. There were some really messed up people in there too. I wasn't the only one, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> but <it's laughs> you got to go to the crazy house to figure out. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're, you're yeah. not alone. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so I was around. There's a people. bunch of Jesuses. Oh, man, it was great. No, I was the only. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm waiting to meet that other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so I got there. Man, I'm hurting so bad, so bad mentally, going through all this. Just such a level of pain. Right. You know, I mean, it's like Mr. Hyde had went away at this point and it was just me. Right. And just, just like, oh my God, what is like the level of pain I can't even describe to you. And there was a fellow patient there and he was an 80 year old guy. His name was Butch. He's a farmer from Arkansas. The reason he was there is that he had gotten into a dispute with his wife His wife had said, uh, you know, blah, 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 and, you know, I just want to kill myself. And he said, well, do you want me to do it for you? You know how, like, just that little incident, while not good, was enough for her to call the law and for his ass to be in there, but he didn't have problems like I did. Yeah, yeah. He was the sanest one there. I got you. I got you. He just lost his temper and said some shit he shouldn't have, right? As 80-year-old men tend to do. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But this man is... Man, I tell you, man of God, mm-hmm. this guy right here. He came up to me. He saw me hurting. He put his hand on my shoulder, and he just looked deep in my eyes, and he said, look, son, you know, I, do you know Jesus? And I was like, you don't want to talk about this. Jesus? You know? Yeah. And, I actually uh, was him in a hotel room yeah. with 12 homeless guys. <laughs> like, there's a whole report about it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, he locked eyes with me. And I just, I saw into this man's soul. And yeah. I mean, he wasn't bullshitting me. He had nothing to gain from me. Right. And he just, he walked me through Romans Road. I don't know if you've heard Romans Road to Salvation. It's like five verses from Romans. Okay. Starts off with uh, basically, for all have sinned and fallen short. All of the, short of the glory of God. Of the glory of God. Absolutely. Right. One so of my favorite verses. When yeah. he starts off telling me that. Romans 9, I believe. Dad, double check real quick if you're watching. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he yeah. dropped that and then he dropped it along with it. He's not just reading verses, he's explaining it with, we're all sinners, right. all of us, right? like all of us. Anyone tells you different, they're lying. We're all sinners, right? you know? And then he goes on to say the other verse where it's uh, like the wages of sin is death. Yeah. So if we're all sinners and how do we... 
What is the, the wages cost of, of sin? Yeah, what, what is, is the that cost? Mean? Of, yeah, what is the cost of they sin? They could have used some better words than wages of yeah. sin. I mean, I'm not throwing. What is but the, what is took the, me forever to figure that out. Yeah. Like, how do you pay for your sin with death? Yeah, death. Yeah. That's what all of us get. Yeah, we're all sinners. We all die. Exactly. Cor- our, yes, correct. So how do you fix that? With life. Well, how do you get life? <laughs> the free gift of life is yeah. uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. God sending. Jesus, which is himself, sending himself for our sins yeah. to die. Yeah. So the... in, in that moment, not to stop you there, but right there at that moment as I went through that, looking him in the eyes, taking all of my past life experiences, it just, I accepted fully with my heart, mind, and soul, with all my strength right there in that moment. And here's where the miracle happened. All of that pain that I was in, which was excruciating, 24-7, mental, just gone, completely gone, calm as I am right now with you, just gone, completely. One second. Just in one second. Yeah. You know? So you gave up. I just, I gave him everything. I just laid everything on the floor. So you gave up at the lake. Mm Mm-hmm. You wind up meeting Butch from Arkansas, mm-hmm. and you give up in a different way. Exactly. So instead of choosing death, which is the penalty for our sins, you chose life, which is a gift, freely given. But when you say you know Jesus and you walk with Jesus and you have a relationship with Jesus, for those of us listening, these are all just colloquial terms that are a lot of times meaningless. Yeah. So I wanted to have you on here because I knew just by reading your stuff on Facebook and not having a conversation with you in 20 years that there was something very different about your journey with Jesus. A very personal relationship and existence. And hearing this... Insane story. Insanity doesn't give it justice. There's got to be better words for what you just told me. There's got to be. It's a living hell. A living hell. I was locked in this cell that's a living hell. Yeah. I wasn't aware of it. I was in total darkness, and Christ was the key. And uh, honestly, once I stepped out of the cell, I saw, wow, everybody else is in their cell, and I can see them, like, in their cell. They don't know that they're in their cell. It was like the matrix effect, getting pulled out of Of the matrix and just think, whoa, this is crazy. Yeah. You know, and you, you know, you find a church and you go to it and you're like, well, 75% of the people here are still in their cells. Like what is going on? 95% of the people still here are in their cells. Yeah. 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 No, I'm being kind. I know. I know. I'm sorry for lying father. I know. Right. Right. But it's, it's true. (laughs) Yeah. It's absolutely. And you look around and you're like, you guys aren't buying this. But but then again, but then again, you got to realize, and this is what I realize is that it took you to go to a mental institution, and it wasn't drugs, and it wasn't molecules. Again, we talked about molecules. People and- will tell you different. They will literally tell you when I tell this story, they'll say, "No, it's the drugs you're taking in the hospital. Like mm. everything that you just told me is total bullshit." Yeah, you just like you know. Uh, it finally worked. The drugs yeah. finally worked. Yeah, they finally worked. Yeah, man. And so I don't think I don't think just you, for those our listeners yeah. that you, you you are a pharmaceutical you you work for the pharmaceutical companies, 
right now for the, for the, those of us listening they're great they're fantastic but i don't think their goal is to get us off the medication i don't no. think the medication works i don't think i have to be a genius to say that we made a medicine you take it so long it's going to work and you're not going to have to take it anymore i've never seen a drug that works like that i don't think they bank drugs like that for that intention and that reason so i would disagree to anyone that would say it was the drugs yeah because <laughs> they don't want you off those drugs. If it was up to Merck or Johnson and Johnson or whoever, you'd still be right where you were. Exactly. And your salvation didn't come from that. It came from who? Came from Jesus Christ. That's right. Yep. That's right. And hey, speaking of which, uh, you came on to me with my writings and whatnot. That's kind of what turns you on. Uh, I wrote some. Take me like a minute and a half to read it. Let's go. Is that cool? I don't care, okay. dude. I've got and, no plans. You know. Let's go read it, bro. All right. So Mark 12, 30 and 31. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And I normally start with the verse in my writings because I just, you know, sure. put the word out there, you know? Sure. And then I just give commentary. But honestly, I'm not a good writer. So I don't give myself credit for any of this writing. I mean, this is the Holy Spirit. Speaking. That's him, yeah. you know? You're just a vessel, as Paul says. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, I had to stop willfully sinning until this writing started happening. Like, right. There was a whole year after I got saved that just... I just kept willfully sinning. That, yeah, I was talking about you know? this earlier. Yeah. It's like that willful. Yeah. It's like you know it's wrong. I was wrong. like, ah, that one's not too that bad. That one's not as bad. Let's put it on a it scale. A I'm going to weigh it and see. That was a, you know, just a this or, man, I'm going to follow this chick on Instagram because she's really hot and it's not cheating on my wife. I mean, it's just a, it's a model. This is what she does for a living. You but, convince but yourself yeah, yeah. in all kinds of things all that kinds that, of ways, sin's little, not that tiny, big of a deal. little tiny sins. Exactly. Or that it's not even a sin. I'm going to have this extra drink. Uh, you know, maybe I'm between tipsy and drunk right now, yeah. but what's the big deal? Hey, you I'm know? full off of dinner, but I'm going to eat that dessert. Bam, right there. Yep. So once I finally came to the realization about a year deep after the that you were thing, still screwing up, I was like, <laughs> all right, fine, you know. I'm going to stop. What do I have to and, do? And uh, there's a guy at church, and he told me, just out of the blue, right around that time frame, you ever tried fasting? Ah, and I was like, yeah, what's no, that? I haven't. Yeah. And he was like, you try fasting for the Lord sometime. Don't tell nobody about it. That's right. Just have a conversation, you and the Lord and whatnot. Ask for his help along the way and uh, ask him for some guidance. And if there's something that's really weighing on your soul, throw that down at his feet and you know, ask, hey, if we it's in your will. We had a conversation about fasting exactly. on Facebook. Yeah, we did. <laughs> a couple days I ago. I used your trick, too. Yeah. Oh, no, like yeah, that. nice. Yeah, awesome. I like that a lot. That's my trick. Yeah, that's you, not my you trick. can't tell, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. thanks for giving it. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's not my trick, but yeah, 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 yeah. Wednesdays and Fridays, man. Tomorrow's a fast day for me. Yeah, I, I fast every Wednesday and Friday. I fast uh, um, for body, mind, and, and, and spirit. Uh, they're interconnected. I've denied that existence for too long. I've, I've I compartmentalize things. So my Jesus is over here. My family's over here. My job's over here. The podcast, you know, whatever. Richie, you know, however it goes, I compartmentalize things. Mm -hmm. What fasting does for me is that's not reality. 
right? What fasting does for me is it brings back, no, you're a human being made of flesh and bones. You also have a mind that you think with that is very much uniquely your own, but you also have this other organ that is very hard to describe. We can call it a conscious, we can call it whatever, but here we go again with the vocabulary terms. Why don't we call it what it is and call it a soul? Amen. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's what fasting does for me is it, it helps me, in, reminds me to interconnect those three things that I am, those three things are inseparable, that I can't compartmentalize God. And it, it makes, it reminds me that I'm, you came to Christ a year and a half ago, I roughly... July 2021. I roughly the same time frame. Mm -hmm. And after a fast day, what it makes me feel like is it reminds me that I'm just still a tiny human being inside of... You remember like a... a um, oh gosh, I can't remember his name. Like the brain off of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know? And he had like the big guy and like it was the... That's what I feel like. Like I feel like a little tiny person after a fast day stuck inside me because it's... So are you saying that you're decreasing as he increases? You have a way with words, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> I can't take credit for that one, man. Yeah. John's that is, beautiful. Yes, of course. Yeah. Of course, that is exactly what is happening. And yeah. it's like it is that recentering of myself. Like, no, I'm a physical person and in God's creation. And guess what? The world's actually good. It's not bad and evil as... I've been told my entire life, it's God's creation. It's amazing. People are amazing. Yeah. And I only have two rules to live by, yeah. my commandments. And those commandments are the, and my friends listening, they've heard it for the last year and a half, and I'm sure they're rolling their eyes, or they finally just embrace it as that's who I am. But those two commandments to me are the hardest two, and you just read them. Yeah. And it is seeing God in myself, and it is which is hard when I, if, when I suffer from depression, that's, I have to, I'm, I'm not going down that road. I'm not going to go down that depressed. I've fought depression too long. Jesus Christ has lifted this off of my soul. I am all the glory goes to him. I'm going to recenter and refocus, right? Amen. Seeing God in myself instead of, man, you're just a screw. You're just the worst, all the worst things. That's my difficulty. And then seeing Jesus in others. Yeah. Instead of, Oh, that's a black guy, or that's a gay person, or that's a Democrat, or that's a Republican, or that's a Ethiopian, or whatever box you want to put the person in. Man, I love everybody. They're I, a person. Every single made in the day, image of God. I love everyone so much that every single day I'm praying for everyone to come to know Him. For that ears to open, eyes to open, heart to open, for that seed to be planted in good soil, for all of us to to come to know him, because he wants all of us to come to know him. He is here. He yeah. has his hand outstretched. All of us. All Every single human that's ever existed, that's ever been alive, and that will ever live, Jesus Christ is there, God, the age of age, the eternal creator of all things with his hand, for whatever reason— reaching into his creation to his created made in his image with his hand outstretched and saying, Richard, please take it. Yeah. Because the other option is death. Exactly. And Richard, you were ready to die. I had, I was ready. I was, I was done. I was done. I was, I was done too. Man. I was done. I was done. I gave up. I was ready. Um, I tried. 
uh, the the good Lord, um, he uh, he put someone in my life that uh, for whatever reason uh, stopped that from happening, and then the uh, the next day I was I was on my mower and I was mowing my grass and uh, I was done, man, I was done, and I I just did not want to exist, and I I was I was losing. I mean, you you know, you talk about your troubles that you list and it's like, you can't, I can't list enough troubles that I was going through. The weight that was on my shoulders was just, it's indescribable. And, and on a John Deere 325 without a front hood of all things, I have this personal experience with God and I was kind of touching on it. And it's hard for me to share because it's, it's something that I went through. That I can't, I can't show that to you. And the the only way I can show you what I went through is by every single take grabbing that hand that is outstretched. That, like you said, within a second, within a single second, I've never felt relief in my entire life. <laughs> my my thirty, you know, six years at the time or whatever. It's awesome. I had never felt relief, and He's then awesome. and then you feel that relief, and it is just humbling it is just the most in, insane enveloping love and and for the first time you feel good enough for the first time you feel like it's okay that you know that you have a purpose that you have a plan that you're here for a reason and it's all led up to right now and me staying right now brother and I'm I'm sorry to get emotional man but it it is it is for anybody listening, this is the only way to go. How could you not want that for everybody? I, 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 everybody. You know, but in, I don't care how bad they are. I know, but I in the past, I, I was like a Christian. Like I was a Christian here, and I would argue with people, and I would debate people, and I knew church history, and I knew philosophy, and I went to school, and I studied all this, and blah 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 blah, and I was really good at it. And you know, by God, I never changed a single mind. I didn't do anything but make myself fuller and bigger and better and over and and built this false reality i had it all figured out i had it all figured out for those of you that think you have it all figured out <laughs> there will be a time of judgment and hopefully that judgment comes when you're living and you can understand that you have, there is nowhere else to go. And when I did that, when I grabbed his hand and I had the experience that I had and I, and I, and I, that was lifted off of me. And then you go back and you tell your family and friends. Yeah. <laughs> and they're yeah. like, yeah, you're insane. Now we'll wait, we'll wait this out. Exactly. Like, it's well, been what, two years. Yeah, so come on, bro. Friends and family might be yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, right. We hit the two-year mark. We hit the two-year you know? mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but it, it's true, though, because it's like they've seen so much of this nonsense that you continue to do. And every day you have that choice that you can continue to do that. You can continue to do the things that you can go back right now and go down that same, those same deep, dark holes. But what Jesus does is when he comes in, when you accept him as 
the source of everything, the source of you, creation, your thoughts, your love, your feel, everything is all from him, the source of all knowledge. When you accept that, when you completely just relinquish your soul, your spirit to that understanding, you can't hide it. <laughs> no. You really can't. Yeah. And it's bizarre. And it's bizarre the things that I say and do now in private. It's bizarre how I act to, to strangers and the interactions that I have that nobody will ever know about but me, them, and God. I never would have done those things. Yeah. When I see a Mexican family you know, at Walmart three years ago, get a job crossing over our illegal borders. Get a job. That panhandler makes more money in a day than I do in a week. What a ridiculous... And I was, I, I thought I was a, a Christian. This is what I told people. Yeah. And simultaneously, those thoughts and those words came out of my mouth. It's not what goes into a man, but what comes out That's of the right. man that defiles himself. That sounds familiar, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, look, man, the words are written on our hearts, but right. yeah. please, I smoked so much damn weed back in the day. Don't ask me if that was Mark, John, whatever. <laughs> right. You know, I, hey, don't blame it on the weed. We're getting old, bro. <laughs> thank God we got Google going on nowadays. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. I've, I've killed enough brain cells back in my college years for the same, same issues, but I blame it now on my age. And uh, I honestly, honestly, um, so, so, I, I just want to let's make this a PSA because it's really good to see you. It's really good to have this conversation. I'm sorry for crying. Nah, don't be. Thanks for sharing uh, your testimony. Well, and, thanks uh, for thanks for sharing yours. I did not. I, I I when I get worked up like this, it's hard for me to come down too. So I know you kind of understand that because um, it's very beautiful, man, to see yeah. this, and it's very beautiful that we have gotten to connect tonight. And I can't thank you enough for that. And I want to make this a PSA to anyone out there, anyone that's struggling or that's in pain. How do you do this? How do you, how do you do this? You have to start is the only thing I can say. You have to start. You have to, you have to make that, you have to grab. He's here. You have to do something to signal. Dude, I got it written right here. If you want to read it for him real quick. <laughs> Let's do it. No, you read it. All right. So. Once we fully believe Jesus Christ is who the Bible says he is with all of our heart, mind, and soul, and all of our strength, and proclaim him as our Lord and Savior with our mouth, we will be saved. Romans 10.9, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The Holy Spirit is God. Jesus Christ is God. The Father is God. We serve one God who has presented himself to us in three ways. John 14, 16. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, and he may be with you forever. John 14, 20. In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. This is how we become born again, a new creature, with our old selves passed away, in God living in us. If that seems completely ridiculous or outside the realm of your understanding of what is possible, you aren't alone. I was completely lost too, for the majority of my life, to this message. We are so blessed to live in a time where Christ has already died for our sins and been raised. We have the entire history of it in the Bible. 
He simply asks that we believe. You might ask, how can I believe in something that I don't believe is possible? Mark 9, verse 23 and 24. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the boy's father cried out and said, I do believe. Help my unbelief. It takes a leap of faith. Cry out to him and actually mean it. Simply doing so is acknowledging your belief that he hears you. Ask Christ Jesus. He knows our hearts, our doubts, everything about us. Cry out to him and ask that he helps with your unbelief. Final verse, Romans 10, 13. For whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. Richie Kretschmeyer, this has been amazing. I got a shout out because I didn't do this. Mike Weatherford, thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, uh, I didn't get to shout out your show last week. I apologize. This coming Tuesday, June 13th, good friend of mine, Lance Pierce, will be on the Mike Weatherford show talking about the history of WTPR. Lance, I'm going to be watching. It's going to be awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Richie Kretschmeyer. I love you, brother. Love you too, Jonathan. <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. This has been another wild episode of the Logical Podcast. See y'all later.